Welcome back to another episode of Beneath It All. This is your host, Suzanne Gurries. I am so excited to be back to give you all great content and some awesome guests to showcase their stories. Today's guest is very, very special. Let me tell you why. Ebony McClendon graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison May of last year, where she participated in the sport of indoor and outdoor track and field. Post-graduation, she received an opportunity to pursue a career in professional bobsledding. She didn't know anything about the sport of bobsledding, has never even heard of it. But what she did know was that she was going to take a leap of faith. And that leap of faith led her to have a great start of her career in bobsledding and has motivated her to keep pushing every day and keep trying to be the best women bobsledder in the world. Stay tuned to hear more of her story. Ebony McClendon, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for those to hear your story and hear who you are and how you've gotten to where you got to today. So she's a former athlete that um, played at the University of Wisconsin. um, And right after graduation, she received an opportunity to pursue bobsledding. That was unique, that's awesome. How was it for you when you received that opportunity? Were you kind of like, I want to still pursue a, a career in track, or were you like, I'm going to jump into it? Well, I knew that once I graduated, my track career was going to be done. I actually cried at regionals because I knew it was going to be done, and I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Um, when Coach Jackson presented me with the idea to pursue bobsled, I was like, what? I don't, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do it. Um, he pretty much did the research for me okay. and was like, this is what you got to do. Sure. Got in contact with my development coach there, Coach uh, Dion, mm. and the rest is history. Now, you've had some great success um, here at University of Wisconsin. You've won some, you know, you've had a, a lot of success. Talk to me a little bit more about that, um, you know, being here. You guys went to national, didn't y'all win like something? Uh, yeah. We ain't win nationals, okay. but we went <laughs> we that. Um, it's definitely been, it was a journey. Okay. Uh, when I got here, there was a very small sprint group. Um, there were nine of us, yeah. three women, six men. The two women on the team were both fifth-year seniors about to leave. So after they left, I was like, whoop, all right. Yeah. What are we going to do? Um, I'm so thankful for the group that came in uh, after it that really helped me train and develop. And... Everything go out to Coach Jackson, man. He really, he really grew as a coach and grew all of us as athletes. Um, that's real. Personal development is awesome. I yeah. think that's something that not every school does. They don't develop athletes to be the best version of themselves in terms of career-wise. Um, and so I'm happy that he was able to grow you guys into one knit and like yeah. grow each year to be better yeah. and <laughs> to be successful. Because your last year, you guys were really good. Yeah. Uh, when people ask me why I chose Wisconsin, the first mm-hmm. thing I say is Kareem Jackson. <laughs> like that's why. Um, it's it's been great, man. Yeah. We we broke the four by one record in 2018, like back to back to back, and that was the first time they had a four by one go to the national championship, and we were just so excited about it. And last year, we had a really good four by four. We got second indoor. Got second outdoor again. It hurt a little bit because we were so excited for indoor. And then, you know, once you set a level, once you set the bar so high, right. you just want to surpass it every time. Pa- yeah, it's no going back. I'm yeah. not trying to, trying to go back. I'm trying to go forward. Yeah, so when we got second indoor, uh, outdoor, it was like, all right, this is cool. But, you know, 
we was very we were very it was a tight race. <laughs> we were very close to winning. So yeah, y'all with ambition. Y'all yeah. worked hard. I think the biggest piece too with college athletics is it's about unification. Yeah. Unifying as one group and really just coming together and having that mindset like I'm gonna go get it. Mm -hmm. And no one's gonna stop me or us until we go get it. And that seems as your crew was like that or your yeah. group of you know teammates. You know, and I saw on your Instagram y'all had y'all was killing it. Yeah, they're at the Big Ten Championship right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm here training and working. Right. I got to do what I got to do. But yes. Big Ten Championship. from the fall. Yeah, the outdoor Big Ten Championships will be here. Will be Atlanta. here? Yep. Okay, let's go. Now, when did you start, um, you know, start track and field back in high school? I started running track technically when I was in, like, elementary school, like, sixth grade or something. But actually started running running when I was in like, a freshman in high school okay so and when did you start seeing that like drive and you like I want to really go play um, college um I would say that well my high school coach uh coach D he he kind of had us like looking at colleges and stuff like that so like I used to be obsessed with this girl named Kimberlyn Duncan from mm -hmm. LSU mm -hmm. so I was a freshman and they always have good athletes coming out of LSU. And I was like, I want to be like Kimberlyn Duncan. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I was so obsessed with her, like why I just stuck with her and was like, she is so good. Yeah. Like, I just want to run in college and be like her. It's sure. like run professionally. Obviously, the professional part did happen. But right, okay. right. But you, you got another <laughs> opportunity, which is awesome, yeah. too. So when you start receiving your, um, you know, offers from, you know, colleges to pursue track? Um, I started getting offers. I don't know, track is a little different yeah. where, like, because we can't take visits and stuff, like, I don't know, I didn't start getting, like, offers until the summer after my junior year when they mm. were able to, you know. Right. It's, uh, like I said, track is a little different. It's, like, the recruiting process is a lot different. You yeah. can't necessarily, I didn't have the means to go to visit different schools early beforehand. Like, if it's not in Chicago, it wasn't really happening, so. Mm. So your upbringing was kind of struggling. Did your mom and dad have much money to help you try to go to see schools at all? Um, well, my parents are separate. Well, they okay. weren't named. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, sure. um, but shout out to my mom. Yes, cause always. Because my mom and Coach D, they made sure that I was straight. Yeah. Um, I would go to my club stuff okay. and my coach would drive me to all the way to the north side and I live on the far south side of Chicago of Chicago, Chicago yes and if it wasn't for like club track I would not have been able to get yeah. the exposure that I needed at the bigger meets and stuff but I talk about this a lot to people like AU and just like summer opportunities are always the best they help you get exposed to opportunities and to really pursue going to college mm -hmm. and it starts with that one person that believes in you and sees the growth and sees that success in you. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that you, you know, your mom was able to help you with that, but also your, you know, your AU coach mm -hmm. um, was able to help you find that way. So what offer is, so what, what, so what made you choose Wisconsin? Cream Jackson. Cream <laughs> um, I had a, so I actually had a visit to, I had an official visit to Iowa one weekend. My mom got sick, couldn't yeah. go. Um, coach Jackson coached my high school coach when he was in high school. Okay. So there was a connection there. For some reason, they were talking that weekend, and he was just like, hey, why don't you bring her up here? We got a home meet. She can just come for our unofficial visit. I came up here, and I was like, I don't want to go to Wisconsin. It was right. a blizzard, mm. and I was immediately like, 
I don't want to be in the cold, even though I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> I was like, and I think it's funny, too, that now you say you don't want to be in the cold. Now, now you I'm playing. doing a Right, right. Yep. <laughs> now, now you participate in a cold sport, which yeah. is, I want to kind of transition to that, you know, deciding after your, after graduation to pursue a career in bobsledding. You know, how was it? Was it hard to transition into it? Um, the training? Before, when I didn't really know what to expect, so... We, my season ended at the end of May, and I didn't go to Lake Placid for the first time until uh, August, mm. and that wasn't even planned. I was gonna do a combine in September in Utah. Coach Jackson, doing what he do. For sure. Um, got in contact with Coach Dion, and Dion was like, all right, let's just bring in a rookie camp. Mm. So I went to rookie camp, uh, but in between times, we didn't really know how to how to train for bobsled. Yeah. Like, we, didn't know anything about it. So what were you doing between that time? Just kind of like I was doing like, I wasn't doing repeat 300s and stuff like I normally would. I was pretty much lifting the same. It was just like shorter workouts, yeah. you know, focusing on speed and power steel like I always did. Um, and then I got to rookie camp and realized we're going to have to switch up a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, what did you realize you had to switch up? Um, there is definitely a lot of things to do in the weight room as far as like really doing the I couldn't power clean we mm -hmm. did I did a lot of uh, hang cleans yeah. and then we do like a full like seven event combine and we get tested on power clean and I was like I just learned how to power clean in August <laughs> <laughs> it's September back up um yeah just so it was a test for you going to Utah right yeah so well I didn't I didn't end up going to Utah uh, because uh I went to rookie camp and then Where I got was rookie camp located. Rookie camp was it's in Lake Placid, New York. Oh, New York. Okay. So it was a week long. They pretty much, pretty much learn how to push, but it's like a track surface. Yeah. And like it's not a full sled. Mm. Um, so you probably you just learn as much as possible in a matter of a couple of days. Have a little competition at the end. Yeah. Then we go home. And then I got invited back to uh, a push championship with everybody, okay. including the vets. And I'm getting second. Come on, girl. Why, so you, I mean, thinking about it, you didn't have that much time to prep, prepare, nope. and you still had great success. Why do you think you had success in the sport, just being a entry level, not really knowing much? I think a lot of it came down to just knowing the basics of track. Mm. Um, track helping you pave yep. your way. I've always been. Um, just like a power athlete. Yeah, you strong. I see your Instagram, your Instagram. You are strong. Can you like uh, back squat three fifteen or something like that? I, I back squatted four twenty five. Ooh, never again. <laughs> never again will I put that much weight. I know back. your back was hurting afterwards. Look, <laughs> I was at practice like coach. Um, gotta do a recovery day. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm. All, I've always been a power athlete. Yeah. I've always been a heavier sprinter, and that actually, we've had mixed. I've had mixed emotions about that okay. throughout college. It was why, definitely why? something. Why? Why was something? What made you so emotional about it? Um, just because my body just fluctuates, fluctuates so much during the year, and it would just be like, okay, well, this is probably because like I weigh this much, I weigh this much. When you literally, I'm lining up next to girls that are like, you know, they small and they lean, and I'm like big and lean, so it's, yeah. it's a little different. But I was still able to run the 60 to so two, the four by four, yeah. Right, so it didn't, it didn't matter, you still had great success. Yeah, wow. and the weight is actually helpful 
and uh, Bob Bob so. So it, it all worked out while you, you, you know, you were like, well, I might not be as small as these girls in track. It paved the way for you to, you know, mm -hmm. be successful in bobsled. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So, you know, I kind of want to talk about that too. Like, I guess transitioning to bobsled, did you have insecurities, insecurities in terms of like your body shape and your strength, or was it like, no, I'm actually good. I'm confident. Um, be going into, I would say it kind of fluctuated. Yeah. Going into rookie camp, I didn't really have any expectations. Okay. I just was like, all right. I gotta go in with an open mind. I'm about to learn a completely different sport. Um, rookie camp went really well. I was like, okay, mm. I can get this a little bit. I got to push champs and I was like, all right, cool. I, at the time, I wasn't really thinking about my weight, um, which was the first time, because in track, I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I just always want to make sure I'm in the best shape as possible. Um, with bobsled, by the time push champs came around, I wasn't was thinking about it and then the closer we got to my, the first race which would have been in November mm -hmm. I was like okay well I gotta gotta be this weight mm -hmm. I'm like okay <laughs> I actually ended up having to lose about like five or six pounds in a matter of three days okay so what you do trying to lose those five or six pounds girl <laughs> yes you can't talk about that too oh no um okay. it was just like uh I had to, I ended up like drinking a whole bunch of water the first day okay. and very little water over the next like three or four days yeah. and then being very, very careful about what I was eating, which was a lot easier at, mm. at Lake Placid because they make our meals like you can go up there and choose what you want to eat. Um, For sure. Because in bobsled races, you get weighed after the first, uh, the first run. Okay. So every day. You get weighed after the first run, so. So was that challenging for you? Like, did you like tell yourself I have to meet these standards? I have to meet this? And is it? Yep. Because I knew if we was overweight, yeah. it was gonna be on me. But we actually. The, the boat has or the sled has to be a certain like. So everything, the sled, the pilot, and the brakeman, all have, and the scabbers, which is what protect the runners. Yeah. Um, they all have to be a certain weight. There's a minimum and a maximum, mm -hmm. and we had weighed in on that Monday, the ve like my very first day of sliding, right. and we were overweight and by like oh. 10 pounds. Okay. So we took weight out of the sled and she was watching her eating, I was watching my eating. We ended up being three kilos under, so we were good. So. <laughs> and in terms of like two days, or when did y'all have to lose that weight because y'all were 10 pounds over? Um, so we re-weighed after taking weight out of the sled and then I started like drinking a bunch of water and stuff to get rid of like yeah. all the sodium stuff on like a Saturday and we raced on Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday wow. and Wednesday. And how'd y'all do in that race? I guess because y'all first race together, right? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. I just, okay. one thing I remember about that time is my first run feeling really dizzy afterward and my pilot. Like, cause, like when you push it, I feel like you're going so fast and you just, obviously with track too, like you're giving your all. But you actually pushing something instead of running, so you have to like use yeah. all your momentum. Like I would be dizzy it's, too. But the thing, the crazy part about it is that's not even the worst well, part. What's, what's um, Lake Placid is a lot of uh, a lot of side to side movement. It's a pretty rough track, so yeah. with it being my first time, I didn't know how to hold myself in the sled. So I was just back there getting my head like knocked around, and so we finished. And you have to flip the sled and move it off the track. Yeah. And so she's talking to me, and she's like, okay, we're going to flip the sled now. And I was like, 
Did you? <laughs> you feel like you had a concussion? Low key. I might have had like a minor concussion. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a little dazed. Wow. I was very dazed. I just, you know, but you learn very quickly okay. how to protect yourself. Yeah. And like, obviously, we're wearing a helmet and like a mouth guard to kind of minimize the yeah. concussion risk. But. Uh, so after that day, you figured out how to protect your head while in the bobsled? Yeah, so I was able to go. I went, like, Monday, Tuesday, um, took Wednesday, Thursday okay. off, and went Friday, Saturday. So figured it out. Wow. They were like, don't run away in the middle of the night. We've had people do that before. And really? I was like, what did it mean? Like, um, people will slide for the first time, I guess, or, and, like, be like, okay, I don't like it and don't want to do it again. Or, oh, really? Yeah. Talking about that, too, what makes – but I find it so interesting to you. I think that it's just exciting. Like yeah. you not the odds of you walking down the street and like asking one of these people walking by, like, mm-hmm. hey, have you ever ran track or like, hey, have you ever played football or played basketball? Probably gonna say yeah. But the odds of you walking down the street and ask somebody, have you ever yes. been in the back of a bobsled or have you ever driven a bobsled? Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, mm, mm. what? Right, Probably right. not. Um, it's a very unique sport, um, and it's just exciting. Yeah. Like, after a while, you go from being scared to being, like, super hyped up about sliding, and it's just like, okay, let's go. Like, at first, I was back there, and I would be, I would finish sliding, and I would be like, get my helmet off me. Get my mouthpiece (laughs) off. I need five minutes to, like, get myself together. And now I'm back there, like, okay, one, two, three. You figured out. Yeah. You counting the curves, and I'm like, oh yeah, Shelby. Okay, Shelby's my pilot. Okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did that right, right. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, what was that? What was that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's fun. It's so yeah. fun. Like in a different, a different way. Not like track. Like obviously, I miss track so much, but bobsled is like, that's a once in a lifetime experience. For sure. I was, and as I was researching more about bobsled, <laughs> it's unique. It's like. Not a lot of people do it, and mm-hmm. it's not those big sports, like, you know, the big revenue sports either, you know, like basketball, football, um, you know, soccer, all that, mm-hmm. like, just golf. Golf is kind of a, um, you know, minor sport, but it's not as high in revenue, and mm-hmm. that's, like, unique that you've had the experience to be able to play a sport like that and have fun, you know, especially coming from track and then doing bobsled, and that's unique. That's just different. Yeah, like, a track, you know, you had these big crowds. Yeah. Like that. How many how many people do you guys can see and watch in Bobsled? Like how many people are like coming to coming see? Coming to see, yeah. It depends. I noticed that more people were out in Utah. Um, but I think that's just because it's like set up a little bit differently. Um yeah. a little bit more space at the uh, start to have people okay. watch. But it's not like track where you can see the whole crowd. Like in Bobsled, people we will be like spread out along the whole track. Yeah. Like out on the side. So I don't even see the people because I'm tucked down in the sled, okay. but as a pilot, I'm sure they see them they if see the uh, shades are up. So now they have like a, st- a wheel in the, in the front? Like how? So there are um, strings. Okay. And there are these things called D rings, and the pilots literally just pull and pull, and it just moves the articulation, like the front of the sled yeah. goes up and then goes down. Wow. I always said I would go to driving school. I don't want to be a driver, um, but okay. I said I would go to driving school maybe once. once. Just to see mm. what's going on while I'm in the back yeah. of the I don't want to be a pilot, though. That's crazy. That's, I mean, that's, it looks so, it seems fun. Oh, yeah. As I was watching your videos on Instagram, like, pushing it looks lit. Yeah. And you got them strong legs. <laughs> so, girl, you get out. 
it's fun. It's a lot of technique to it, and that's what I'm working on. You just, it, yeah. but it's something that you can't necessarily like. Like I can push a, a, a prowler here to kind of simulate it, but there is nothing like getting on the track that we have in Lake Placid at the OTC or getting on the ice and doing it. You, it's something you have to. Master. Like, you have to get it. So yeah. that's my goal. That's what I'm be working on in okay. off season. Just you know, push, 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 push. Do you watch a lot of YouTube videos of like uh, yeah. who are some like great bobsledders? I guess out there. Um, my teammates. Oh, um, <laughs> we have we have Kaylee Humphreys, who's like the best pilot in the world. Okay. Um, Alana Taylor, uh, Alana uh, Myers Taylor, she is amazing too. Second best pilot, greatest pilot in the world. Um, mm. They are. It's just. It's amazing to have teammates that are literally like Olympic gold medalists yeah. and Olympic medalists and to be able to learn from them and just have them I'm like sure. in such close range. Um, Proximity. You yeah, can like. Bounce, I, you can like talk to them, like ask them questions. That's, that's awesome. Girl, they, yes. They are amazing. Olympians. They are amazing. I could just be like, hey, like. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Can you like? How do I fix this? The coaches are also super great. Okay. Um, it's What's the teaching styles for? Like, how, I guess how do you learn best while trying to to master bobsledding? Everything has to be recorded. Everything, um, because they record everything in general. Okay. But everything has to be recorded because otherwise, I can't see what I'm doing. I may be I'm. Get a little better at feeling it, but I need to be able to see like, okay, I'm supposed to be this way. It's it's so many like little things that go into just pushing alone. I'm not even gonna get into driving because I don't even do that. <laughs> but um, but just pushing alone and getting that start down, there are like really small things that you can tweak that would make yeah. a huge difference. Wow, which is why I need to get back to Placid so yeah. I can focus on that. What's, what's the best advice you re received from your teammates or your pilots in the beginning, I guess, when you started? Um, probably getting a sled, <laughs> which sounds, it sounds so simple. Mm -hmm. It sounds, it's like, of course you're going to get in the sled. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so here's my problem. <laughs> um, I was like, Terrified. I was like, because well, you start off and it's flat, and then yeah. it starts to go down a crest. And sometimes, you know, that's when that when you start to go down a crest, that's when that track speed really helps because okay. you just it just feels like you're running. But sometimes, if you take it down a little further, which I've done multiple times because I'm new, yeah. um, it's like, oh, might not make it in. <laughs> um, so you dang. There have been there have been times where I was like, whoo. I don't know how I made it in the sled, but I did. Like, I, my foot has gotten um, caught on, like, the padding in there. Are you um, there have been times where I've, like, slid my spikes across the ice trying to get in. I've just been, I've done some really weird stuff trying to get in the sled, so. Well, you trying to get in. Like, <laughs> right, you know. You got to make any way possible to get in this sled. As long as I'm in and settled by, by the time we get in the curve one, then, you know, we good, but. I just got to get in the sled you first. Gotta get, you got to get in there, girl. That's crazy. Did you think you would have, have had this great success um, at the beginning when you received this opportunity to play? You know, because you had some. 
I didn't, I didn't think so. Well, I would say that, not that I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't think so, like I wasn't, I didn't believe yeah. in myself, but it was just kind of like, it was up and every, down. every step was like, okay, let's, let's see, let me just stick my toe in the water, all yeah, right, that's yeah. cool, let me stick my you whole foot in the, the water, yeah, like I'm just like, okay, cool, I, I'm okay with this, and people are telling me like, okay, like you can be good at this, you just gotta, you know, just keep working on your push. Um, and I'm just soaking everything up. Like, I'm a sponge when it comes to this sport. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot different than, I will say it's a lot different than track sometimes because sometimes you can feel like I don't have, not I don't have any more to learn, but it's like you can kind of be complacent in set and track and just, like, settle. Be like, okay. Why do you but, think that you could just be complacent and settle? I think sometimes athletes will accept just their place. Like when you are constantly going against somebody that's like always winning. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, the Big Ten Championship is on right now. There's a girl from Ohio State that like they were already speaking that like the announcer already speaking as if she had won already before the race. Right, right. And I was like, they like what if somebody was out there like? Definitely. Right. I could anything. <laughs> could happen. Anything could happen. Um. Anything is possible, Mm. and I think sometimes in track it's easy to just be like, dang, well, I'm racing against this person, they're going to win. They could have false started, they could have failed, they could have been sick, they could have just had a bad race that day, literally anything could happen. And I think that Coach Jackson really helped kind of break that um, and just telling us, you know, you can go in this race and win it. Mm. You are very capable of doing this. So um, I kind of take that same energy into – bobsled and just having an open mind reminding myself like I am capable of being the best athlete here so yes amen well you started a GoFundMe I mean I think a few months back just to help you with your career in bobsled because obviously you don't get paid for it right yeah so how is it not being paid but you love the sport so much that you're gonna compete right um I think that it was so hard it was okay it was so hard because like I said, I didn't know that I was going to be doing bobsled. Yeah. And then I didn't know how much it costed. I didn't know I was going to have to, I didn't know it was going to cost $600 plus to get out to Lake Placid every time I had to get out there. Like, yeah. it was, oh, it was crazy. So if you could get sponsors and stuff, then that would help with the cost of everything? 100% because the I raised about a little under $3,000, which was super helpful because... Okay. It is very expensive to get out to Placid. It was expensive to get out to Utah, um, and I I would need. It was it was nice for this year, and now I know about like how much I need, but I still need help with it yeah. because I still I can't work full time. Like I can't take the positions that I want because my job is super flexible. They work with me if I take a new position. I won't be able to train, mm. so I gotta make sacrifices. So you gotta sacrifice. Pay of work while like pursuing his career in boxing. It's worth it to me. It's worth worth it, baby. It's worth it. I believe you. I see it. Like yo, that's awesome. You posted on your your go. uh, I think Instagram maybe GoFundMe. You was like, I got to spend my twenty fourth birthday on a different type of track this year. Talk to me about that. What were you indicating that? That's you know what I'm saying. So, I've mm, I may have had one birthday since my freshman year of high school that I actually got to like chill on. I've always had practice or track meet. Yeah. Um, 
especially when I got to college, I never really had my birthday off, which was fine with me. Sure. I didn't really care. I didn't we really. Know what exactly yeah, yeah. You already expect it. And so when I graduated, I was like, my friends were like, oh, you can finally celebrate your birthday. Yeah. You can finally, like, chill. And I started bobsled. I was like, all right. Not on a regular track anymore. We're on an ice track today. Yeah. That's cool. This is fun. It's I'm in different. the cold. I'm doing a, a winter sport. <laughs> I told myself I was going to, like, move to Houston after I graduated. And here I am in Lake Placid, freezing. It's cool. And, and I think it's funny kind of to f- refer back to when you was deciding on colleges. You said you didn't want to come to Wisconsin because it was It was cold. a blizzard. But then and I came back and fell in love with it. So it's right. Cool. And now you play a cold, cold sport. I mean, that's... That's awesome, Ebony, and I'm so thankful that, and I'm happy for that you that you've had some success in this sport, and you continue to push it, you know. Now, what are your goals and aspirations with this sport? What do you want to do? Oh, I guess what's your goals in the next one or two years? Um, well, the next Olymp- Winter Olympic Games is in 2022. Let's go. Um, and I will definitely say when I first started to get into the sport, I was like, all right, well, you know, 2026. Yeah. I just, you know, wait my turn. I'm not waiting. No. Like, I want to be the best push athlete there. Yeah. Um, that is the goal that I am working toward for the next couple months. I want to be the best. I want to be on USA 1. I want to make Let's the go. World Cup team. And I want to be a candidate for the 2022 Olympic team. Oh, man. So, that is the and goal. Like you said, you are capable of doing it. I believe in you 110%. I appreciate you that. You got it, girl. What? Okay. You're in a unique situation and an awesome situation. Ebony, thank you for being on my podcast of Beneath It All. I hope you all tune in, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, share to your, your friends, family, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Because I know those out there want to hear Ebony's story. Her story is different. And for a woman as herself, too, people need to hear that. So I wish you great success in the support of Bob's Like I said, I believe you 100%. Keep it going, girl.